My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hey, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Ray. And I'm Craig number four. And, and he's back <laughs> with his action figure. Hans. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, actually. So Ray has not been on any of the Obi-Wan Kenobi podcasts. We've done nope. like 10 of them <laughs> since, since the finale, since the five-hour live stream on YouTube. So I wanted to give Ray the floor and uh, have her give us all of her wonderful thoughts on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Go ahead, Ray. Um, well, I guess first, uh, my friend sent me a meme that was uh, essentially recreating a meme of uh, Mandalorian and how it's the Baby Yoda show uh, and how this is the Baby Leia show. And I said uh, that Vivian deserves all of that. It, she she did phenomenal. I cannot get over her performance of Leia. She got she got even like facial quirks that Carrie had as Leia in uh, the original and sequel trilogies. And you can see so much. I don't know if it's acting or training, whatever it is, it was incredibly well done. And she is amazing. And I want more of her in Star Wars. And I also really want to see her in other projects. She seems like a really, really talented actor. I haven't gone through and watched it all back to back. Um, so I don't remember a whole lot of it uh, in succession, but with the most recent episode specifically, um, when we heard Hayden's voice mixed with James Earl Jones' voice once the helmet broke, that has to be by far the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in Star Wars. And I thought I wanted to hear it. And when I heard it, I realized I did not because <laughs> it was very upsetting. Um, and then, uh, someone sent me, uh, which by the way, the visual of seeing him through the helmet was so well done. Mm-hmm. It was because hurt. like you Am can I- see like his mouth, um, like it was still covered by the bottom half of the mask, but like you could see how like the breathing functioned in there. And I didn't realize how far back his head sat in the mask. Technically mm-hmm. I've never worn a Darth Vader mask, so I wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was really intrigued to see like kind of the inner mechanics of uh, Vader's oh. mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Not a visual medium, but. My four-year-old daughter sticks this on my head like all the time. She did it to me like yesterday, like 10 times. I didn't fight her either. I mean, how could? <laughs> um, and so somebody uh, that I was chatting with about Kenobi um, brought up that line where we see um, we see that we see that rat tail, uh, and it's Padawan Anakin. Um, and when Kenobi tells him that his need for victory blinds him, um, and they said that uh, because he hasn't had control in his life. Um, because 
so winning is really the only thing he can control because he grew up as a slave and then he became a Jedi. And so everything's kind of been decided for him. And um, I kind of like, it kind of like was a light bulb kind of a moment because like he craves control, which is something he's never had. Um, and he believes he, that he has to be the best and the strongest Jedi so he can have control in his life. And that's why he defies the Jedi Council and he defies Obi-Wan's teachings. And he gets upset with Padme when she doesn't do as he asks her to. And he thinks that he will be able to control his life once he has enough power and has become the strongest, which is why only his new powers can save Padme. Um, And that's also why he's so bitter at Obi-Wan, who's like holding him back because Obi-Wan's preventing him from becoming the strongest and allowing him to have quote unquote control in his life um and like on tap back on Tatooine like he was a slave so slave owners controlled his life and that kind of I think instilled in his mind how if you have power or if you want control you need power um and so, like, because I've always, I've always thought Anakin was like very kind of like manipulative, controlling. But like, thinking back on that, like, it, it gives a reason and a through line as to why he's developed that, which I think is really interesting characteristic to think about. Ray, but, I think a lot of that yeah. with separation anxiety, and anxiety yeah, I could see that too. To become controlling, and so because he was traumatized and lost mom, he was doing everything to stop that separation anxiety or losing Padme. Yeah. See, I think he didn't want to lose that. So he's like, okay, he needs to control that situation. And how do you control that situation? You get become more powerful. So I think, I think they both feed into each other equally. Yeah. Um, this comment, the Jedi Council not investing in therapy really came back to bite them. Uh, I highly agree with that. Almost everyone in Star Wars needs therapy, uh, Anakin especially. Uh, the universe would be a different, the galaxy would be a different place if Anakin got therapy. (laughs) Um, but another thing which was kind of brought up in the last episode when Anakin said that, um, Obi-Wan didn't kill Vader or kill Anakin, he did. Um, which I've always found kind of interesting because like there's this big idea or assumption with a lot of Star Wars fans that Anakin and Vader are two completely different people as if in episode three, when they go to Mustafar, Anakin dies and Vader appears like they're two completely separate entities. It's really kind of hard to like wrap your mind around it, isn't it? Yeah. But if we see... Earlier in the show, we see Anakin's face during Order 66. We see him doing that. And that's still, that's Anakin. He's making those choices himself. No, he doesn't have a chip in his head like the clones. He He's uh, obsessed with like power and like the power of the Sith. But it's still him making those choices. And people like to separate them as completely separate entities and like Anakin Skywalker is all good and Vader is all bad. But if Anakin is dead, then Luke can't bring him back at the end because Vader 
has a turn at the very end when he's dying. But if Anakin's dead, you can't turn. So Anakin's always there. And Anakin becomes Vader, but it's still the same person. So when it's Order 66, it's not Darth Vader. It's still that Anakin that we, that a lot of people fell in love with through the first two uh, films and into the third before he does all these atrocities. Um, But I kind of relate it to like Wanda Maximoff in Multiverse of Madness, how she kind of has like this villainous turn where like the power is kind of seducing her into this, but she's also still making those choices. Um, And I feel like people separate Anakin and Vader as a way to like excuse it, which it's the same person. We can still love the character, but also acknowledge that Anakin committed a lot of atrocities. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard uh thing to define because it's not like black or white, I don't think. It's kind of somewhere in the middle and it's, you know, out yeah, yeah, it's like okay, Anakin came back obviously, so he must have been in there somewhere all along. And he does say, you were right, you were right about me to Luke. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Anakin had to be alive in there somewhere. But it's it's tough to determine where he was and when, when he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, he had already become Darth Vader when he obviously joined, went in the temple and did Order 66. So I don't know, for me in that moment, I don't know if I see him as Anakin or Vader. I guess I lean towards Vader, but... I kind of agree that he wasn't all the way, like, as far as gone as he gets. But, you know, I was thinking about dissociative identity disorder, which is multiple personalities. And because people were talking about it online as far as the diagnosis. And, you know, with a trauma, it's so overwhelming to to somebody that they literally split and create multiple personalities. I have a client that has multiple personalities. And I've seen probably four or five of them come out in sessions. And so it's it's a, it's real. And until you see it, like with your own eyes, it's hard to kind of even wrap your head around. But, you know, when mom dies in his arms, it could theoretically cause somebody to split. That's, that trauma is so intense and so severe that it could have been something where he like split and created this other personality. I got to think about it more. I've been just toying with that theory because it's, you're right. It's so confusing. Like where is Anakin? Where is Vader? But seeing them in this series together, the way we did in that last episode was unbelievable for me. But Craig, don't we identify uh, between Anakin and Vader with the eyes turning color? I don't think that's all of it because Palpatine doesn't always have Sith eyes or Count Dooku. I think maybe at just point at a certain point when they're just so enraged or something, right? Because I don't think Palpatine always has those eyes, does he? Not not as a not as a senator, not as the. Uh... And he's already the beginning. there, right? Right, right. That That is true. Um, but yeah, we see it in Darth Maul, and we do see it in Anakin in, in Episode 3. But when Count he's... 
doesn't have Sith eyes. Maybe someone in the chat can kind of detail that. But yeah, that's that's incredible analysis there, Ray. I uh, I do like um I appreciate the, the how they kind of punched through all that by we see Anakin's face in the helmet mm-hmm. where it's like, "Hey, hey, this guy's still Anakin technically." Um and I love how as soon as Obi-Wan made eye con- like actual eye contact, he called him Anakin for the first time. Yeah. Instead of like Darth or Vader or something. And so like even Obi-Wan thought that his friend was still in there and technically he is. Um, but yeah. Uh, that show left me with a lot of feelings about Anakin. <laughs> to, to me, it was the first time that it really brought them together so powerfully. Uh, and it was just, it was so surreal when he, you know, does that smirk when he's like, I killed him, you know, I did. And then he smirks and it's like, wow, like that was like, he really, he didn't want to give Obi-Wan any like satisfaction. Like this wasn't your failure. I'm not a failure for where I'm at right now. This is because I killed Anakin, right? Like he was so, I, people think he was trying to relieve Obi-Wan's guilt, but I don't think so at all. Cause the very, very next sentence is he says, I'll destroy you. I think he was enraged and he mm-hmm. didn't want to give Obi-Wan any feelings like that where he was at this point, that it was because of, a failure. And he was crazy. Like, you know, remember like a Mustafar, he's just lost and he's got those crazy eyes when he's talking to Padme. He's like, make things the way we want them to be. And he's like, <laughs> that look in his face where he's like, yeah. he's, he looks like he's totally lost it. Yeah. yeah. And Padme is just absolutely flabbergasted and confused. Like what did some screws come loose? Like what's happening with you? Yeah. But he had that look in his face at one moment where he looks at her and he's like, are we going to do this? He's got some crazy eyes. Yeah. And I he, can overthrow the emperor. Yeah, yeah. And I felt yeah, okay. look <laughs> when that same look when the helmet was cut open. And, and by the way, nobody really talking about this, but that explains the scar on the top of his head too. Which yep, we when talk- we see him later with the helmet off. So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was a great like explanation of finally oh yeah we talked about it on patreon craig so (laughs) so yeah we're talking about it but yeah it's it's an incredible thing to see obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker in the vader suit interact duel but just having that final we think final confrontation um unless they do a season two or something else happens in the future which I don't think we're all really for we're maybe for ha- having Ewan back, but not any more contact with Vader. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think he could top what we saw. Yeah. Um. I. I just realized if Obi Wan doesn't see Leia again, the next time he sees her is she's re- she's united with Luke. And I think that's on the Death Star. And now I'm emotional. <laughs> yeah, that's when Obi Wan Kenobi played Balak. Guinness told himself, "Okay, it's it's okay to go." And that's when he left. 
So yeah, it re kind of contextualizes a lot of the stuff we've already seen in the original trilogy. And that's the brilliant thing about the show. You get stuff like that. You get that whole, you didn't kill him. I killed him. Yeah. So Obi-Wan is straight up telling Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. The truth. The truth, exactly, <laughs> word for word, that he heard yeah. from Darth Vader. It really, uh, I, I honestly am really baffled by why people are not liking the show. If I had one complaint about the show, it's that the escapes always seemed like, okay, what? And that was the only weak link in these episodes. Like, Obi-Wan gets away on that third episode. Uh, and, uh, you know, the way they escape the second episode where he gets away from Riva on that ship and they can't find... That was only that was really only the weak point for me on the show it was th- them just constantly escaping in a way that was like too easy under a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, look, the listen, three people listen. in a trench coat kind of a thing as they were getting out. <laughs> little rascals was get away. Beautiful. Um, all I could all I could imagine in my head was uh, that scene from Parks and Rec that don't be suspicious, don't don't be suspicious, don't don't be suspicious. <laughs> And I'm just like watching them walk away. (laughs) So yeah, I've never spoken. I've never spoken about this, but I really have been wanting to talk about this. So as soon as I saw that, I immediately thought that the fans aren't going to like this. They're going to be like, this is ridiculous. How could you do this? But I thought back to one of my favorite films, one of the greatest films of all time in the Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne walks out with the um what's what's the guy's name? Um the head guy for the prison's shine shoes. And he walked right out back into a cell with them. And no prisoner wears shiny shoes. He was like wearing like shiny wingtips. And he just basically said in the narration that I was totally confident because I mean, I mean, who's gonna look at a prisoner's shoes? You know, I mean, he walked out and it was like, it was regimented. It was people doing on their schedule doing certain things, and him kind of just walking out with two extra little legs. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little bit more than than changing shoes, but that's kind of the thing I kind of thought of. You know, I mean, it's just the hustle and bustle of that area and. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can you can point to, okay, so where were the TIE pilots? Where Why didn't they use those TIE fighters that were hanging from the ceiling? But, I mean, situations in life can get kind of weird, and you ask questions, okay, well, why didn't this happen? This should have happened, and it didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? And that's what I kind of attribute to some of these things that you see that it's like, well, why? That doesn't really make a lot of sense, but a lot of stuff in life doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of actions that people take, a lot of Things that people see. People claim to see certain things that were never there and can be explained. So to me, that's how I kind of reconcile the whole the whole thing in a way. But that's just me. Yeah. I mean, overall, I absolutely love the show. Uh, I just found like, you know, it wasn't perfect, but there were some perfect moments for me. That's for sure. And seeing how what do you think about all of those uh, force people, sensitive people being trapped in that ember like stuff that was freaky i thought it was very very horrifying for star wars to see something like that that's about as far as you can maybe take it that and seeing someone burned alive 
Yeah. And that's my question though is what's the purpose of holding them there like that? Trophies, um, trophies. experimentation, the lead up to creating Snoke. But okay. I, you I, know, I guess I never really saw them like with through the eyes of like true crime of like mm-hmm. being kind of like a serial killer keeping trophies like that. That never really occurred to me, but it, it does make sense. And I, I told David this on the phone the other day. I think he put that youngling there for Reva to see and torment her. Because that was one of her friends that tried to escape. Now, why he posed some of them in like a moment and then some of them were just like still face was, that was weird to me. I hope we get more info about that. Yeah, that was very, very shocking to see, especially at the very end, that youngling, like Craig said, that was Reva's friend, most likely, and her family, you know? And we find out the big turn that that Reva's hunting Vader because of what he did to her family. Interesting, because when you think of hunting, it means, or I assume or think that she must have not spent any time with Vader at that point. Yeah, because if you look at the scenes in the castle, none of the Inquisitorious were ever in that castle, right? Mm-hmm. He would always go to them, and they would always go to the Devastator. Started and she, she did pass some kind of comment and maybe like episode three or four or something where she was like, you were with him or something like that? Meaning, or I think she said it to the fifth brother. Is that what his title is? Yeah, the fifth brother. It's something along the lines of like, oh, it seemed like she was surprised that he was in that guy's presence. Right. Presence. Yeah, they were all kind of jockeying to probably be the Grand Inquisitor. And us as being Star Wars fans, we all knew that Rupert Friend's Grand Inquisitor wasn't gone. Um, That was another weird kind of sticking point for a lot of people that didn't approve of, of what happened. And that was kind of strange, too. It's like, we all know he lives. We all know he somehow survived, but yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot of comments here. Um, so what are they saying? So Zenet says, Did Vader and Obi Wan meet again before Rebels? When Vader discovers that Ahsoka's alive, he believes that she could potentially lead him to Obi Wan. The Emperor responds with, If he lives. So that was kind of like another thing. We all kind of assumed that Obi Wan was going to be left for dead in some type of way. Or I was thinking maybe an explosion where it looked like he would have died or something. Right. But it seems like Vader kind of withholds information from Palpatine in the very end that he got his butt kicked by Obi-Wan. So you, well, I don't know, because he said you were weakened. Right. And to me, it felt like Vader just didn't say what happened. He, I think it felt like he gave the the portrayal that he maybe won the battle against Obi-Wan. I know this is kind of like going out of the box here a little bit with with what with the thoughts and feelings and what all the exposition here, but what what was your takeaway from that conversation between Vader and Emperor Palpatine? I always find that dynamic really interesting because Vader has such like a commanding presence where like he's in charge and everyone listens to what he says. 
But then at the same time, he'll meet with Palpatine and Palpatine just has him wrapped around his finger. Like Vader will do anything Palpatine says. And it's, it's so weird to see like this, such a big dominating presence be like so small in comparison to the emperor. And like, we don't see the emperor really do a whole lot. He's more influencing and uh, delegating kind of a thing. Cause he's like in charge and Vader's like, you know, doing stuff. And so it's, it's weird to see such a big presence being like, yes, boss. And it's like, aren't you the boss? <laughs> uh, my take on that scene was that Vader shaped up real quick when he's like, if you can't overcome your past, he was like, mm, mm, no, nope, 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 I can do that. <laughs> no he, problem here. Yeah. But I don't know. I, some, I got on some level, I got the take that like Palpatine didn't care if he hunted Obi-Wan that it was yeah. like, Obi like, he's like, almost like, why are you like, you know, forget about it. Like, I don't know. I just got more of a vibe that Palpatine was concerned with other things. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just had that sense. Uh, I I had to say uh, Palpatine didn't look quite right to me. His eyes looked a little off in that scene. Yeah. The makeup probably wasn't done as accurate maybe as possible or maybe it's just ian mcdermott's aging kind of affected the way the also it's was. a hologram so it's not going to be the greatest visual yeah so true. and that hologram the hologram was like really clear too if you go back to the original trilogy they were not as 4k as they are now it seems like yeah well, i mean even in the prequels they were still like glitchy and they would have yeah. like you know like the lines run through them occasionally great reception at the castle i guess yeah 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 yeah. well i was gonna say like you know if it's vader's castle and palpatine is someplace you know what He's i got mean 5g as opposed to being in the asteroid field you know what i mean yeah because he does say he even does say you know move out of the asteroid field so we can do a clear transmission yeah yeah definitely yeah Scott, someone said they loved the tomb but wish it had more people of impact. You know it would have been crazy if we had seen like one of the clone commanders in there. Or whatever. Oh, no. Right? Like you know what? It probably would have been better if we saw Samuel L. Jackson straight up in one of them and we finally got the end of the story. That would be horribly amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been cool, weird, but like, oh, like chilling at the same time. But imagine if we saw like Commander Cody in there, like, because it was Obi-Wan's clone leader. Yeah, but would it, aren't all the occupants like force sensitive, though? I mean, that, we, that would. That for a fact, I don't think. Yeah, because we did see some people that look like natives from like a different world as well. And I don't think we ever got answers to what the species were and what who the who the names of the characters were. Cause I, I remember someone like in a bunch of like fur with like a fur hat 
It was like, who is that? Yeah, I didn't know who they were. I, I agree with them saying, though, it would have been interesting if we had somebody more impactful. Because who was that old Jedi Master from Clone Wars? I really liked him. I forgot his name. The, uh, like, the non-human? Yeah. He, first one? Yeah. Uh, the one that helped Ahsoka, I believe, in, in yeah, the Clone the Le- Wars cartoon. I forgot what the name was. But when when I saw him, the second I saw him, I was like, no! I, like- <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> they should have had Jar Jar in there. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if you do Jar. Maybe Captain Tarples. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Owado. That would have yeah, been. Yeah, Terra. Yeah, thank you, RFB. Terra Sanube. Terra Sanube. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him. Imagine if Owado was in there and. <laughs> Imagine what if it was like all characters like that, like Jar Jar, Wado, like you know, Rick Oli, Ben Quadraneros, <laughs> the Bulba. Oh man, the oh, two-headed God. commentators from yes, a bunch yeah. of Tuscan Raiders with no heads. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> Like all, that, it, it would it would amount to maybe like a fever dream or something if we saw that. I don't know. I just hope they do. I hope we see that again somewhere because I really that was a powerful scene for me. That yeah. made that episode for me when I saw that. Yeah, Mob Rules, who is one of our patrons. Yeah, I, I need that Obi Wan gallery because we're gonna get Liam Neeson in it. We're gonna get Ian McDermott in it. We can do behind the scenes with them, putting on the makeup, putting on the wig, putting on the the Jedi robes. Get maybe hopefully get a little interview with Liam Neeson talking about comeback, how he straight up lied to us and said mm-hmm. he would never do a TV show. He's he's more of a film guy, and then he shows up, of course. And we all knew he was gonna show up. I mean, come on. I mean, it's Star Wars. Liam Neeson never says no to any project offered to him, apparently. So of course he's he was gonna come back. Speaking and- of Liam Neeson, um, I just gotta say that I love that everyone was clamoring for Liam Neeson and Qui-Gon Jinn to come back. And like throughout the series, they like kind of teased it like, oh, will he show up? No, psych. And they waited until just before the credits rolled for him to show up, tell Obi-Wan he's basically disappointed in him for not doing this (laughs) sooner, and then just leave. (laughs) And I'm like, this is top tier and the most in-character thing Qui-Gon could have done. Yeah, there he yeah. is. It's Loved truly it. iconic. Yeah, it was great to see it. Um, it would have been nice had we seen a little bit more of that, like some flashbacks in the Clone Wars or Padme here or there, something. I felt, I felt, uh, I don't know, they could have. To me, I feel like. That's a lot of money, Craig. I was just going to say my next words were going to be, to me, I feel like they're a little bit too much out of a budget. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what makes people subscribe to Disney Plus, right? Right. I mean, and James and I spoke about this yesterday on Patreon. It's we see the Andor trailer, and you can see the money on screen. And in comparison to Obi Obi Wan, felt very small and contained, uh, except for the last episode. But it seems like Andor, which is about to do twenty four episodes. It seems like they spent a whole lot of money on that series, and it's going to be really exciting come August thirty first. So, 
I know. Can you believe that? It's only a month away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, we're, no, we're, no. It's that's two. Two months away. Uh, two months away. It's two months away. Don't freak me out like that. <laughs> when is Bad Batch? September, I believe. Wild. We're gonna have two more Star Wars shows this year. Yeah, concurrent Star Wars shows too. And then, uh, and oh God, can they please get away with three a.m.? Get away from that. It's killing me. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, I mean, I've been telling myself, I mean, I'm getting older. Don't stay up till 2 a.m. because I'm central time. It drops at 2 a.m. And then I'll watch it. And then I'll watch after show stuff and see what everyone's saying on social media. And yeah, it hurts. It really hurts. Um, I just wake up the next morning and watch it like a normal person. Right. That's that's what I did. That's what I did for one of the episodes and I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, like, I can't look at my I phone. Normal, I just gotta go watch it. I am normal in no categories, but I can't stay up that late for a show. I can't do it. I just turn off my phone and I'll turn it back on after I've watched the episode. <laughs> yeah. See, I tell myself that, but I just can't do it. It's Star Wars. I mean, it's, I'm the same way. Like, I this is what I've been dreaming of since I was a little kid, and it's here. That's fair. That's fair. Sometimes I'll, I'll fall asleep for a little bit, a little while, and then I'll wake up. But then sometimes I'm like caught in that I'm not tired enough yet, and if I fall asleep, I'm going to be even worse when I wake up. Okay, this comment, it's rough being on Central Time for Disney+. Plus. If you think Central Time is bad, I'm on Eastern Time. Ew. So that's a whole additional hour. <laughs> uh, well, you could actually sleep until 3 and then wake up for the rest of your day. The rest of your day? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you crazy? You can go to bed like at 8 or 7 and then wake up at 3 and Nobody then watch it. Get up and at 3 and I don't even get home from work till after eight. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, I I, I, overall, I I really love the show. I'm I'm really surprised by all the hate it got. I mean, you know, like people just want to complain to complain. You know, they got they got to nitpick, and it's like, come on, guys. I mean, if if you want to find something to complain about. There's a lot of things in this world to complain about. The Kenobi show should be very low on that list, honestly. My <laughs> brother and one of my best friends both loved the show. They loved it. They're bit just biggest fans as I am, and they both loved it. So, and both of them are saying, "I have no idea why anybody doesn't like this show," and they're very vocal about it too. So, and uh, one of them liked Last Jedi. One of them, my brother, hated Last Jedi. Right. And and they all all of them are like, this was incredible. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for anybody that didn't like this. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't like this. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's very well done. And yeah. not everything is made to cater to each individual fan. <laughs> not everybody's going to like everything. I don't yeah, that's really true. like the prequels. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go rag on them. I showed my uh, niece. We watched The Phantom Menace uh, on Friday. She, I've shown her four, five, six, and she loved them. She, she's 16. And then she just saw Phantom Menace, and we got halfway through it. She had to go. But 
I watching that movie, I was thinking, boy, this movie really does not hold up well. I'm sitting there trying to explain the plot to her. I know Star Wars. How do I not know Star Wars? Look at this room behind me. It's insane, right? Like, I don't even know what's behind me. Look at the Luke Skywalker head. Have you seen the Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's just a full head on your on your on your cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me to turn my camera in. I couldn't even <laughs> explain to her. You, David, you don't want to see the rest of my room. Like, it's... The whole room was like this. So I rearranged stuff in my room a little bit. I know you can't tell because it kind of looks the same. But I have a life-size cutout. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little disturbed by that. You want to see my... I guess there's there's your motivation to uh, find us on a visual medium because uh, both that head and my reaction are priceless. Yeah, for sure. We're on YouTube, oh, Facebook. Mm, oh, wow. Nope. It's really weird. It has dead eyes. <laughs> that's I mean, uh, please tell me that's not human really, hair. This is Craig's Fortress Inquisitorious Ember. You can see a lot of my figures, <laughs> hot toys. See the rest of that I can get behind. It's just the head. <laughs> Where'd you get the head from, Craig? Uh, I had somebody specially make it for me. Why? <laughs> because it's <Wow>. Luke. <laughs> And okay, he, well, I guess compliments to the artist. It is very well done. I mean, t tell me. I mean, that looks better than the stuff you'll see like in a wax museum. Yeah. It yeah. Really good. It looks a lot like Sebastian Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Stan, you're crazy. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, my man. Some autographed figures here: Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Samuel Jackson, Daisy Ridley. Adam Driver, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Jeremy Bullock, and the list goes on. Nice. There's a Han Solo, another Han Solo. I got those from official picks, so. Nice. I need a lot of help, as you can see. Yeah, that's before, why you're on the podcast, Craig. Before we move on from uh, Kenobi, I did want to mention, well, I mean, first of all, I love how when we were kind of picking predictions for the show, we're like, oh, we're going to see young Luke. And we're going to focus on like Tatooine and stuff. Like maybe he'll go on some adventures, but it's going to be on Tatooine. And then that first episode, they're like, psych, here's Leia. And we have nothing to do with Luke for almost the entire show. And it's just all Leia. And I'm like, you know, I didn't expect it, but I can get behind it. So, um, when we finally got to see um, Baru at the end, oh my gosh, super psyched. Love her. She was great. Um, she was a I gangster. Love, <laughs> I love how she's just so ready to fight. And like, she's so confident. Like, no, we're enough. And she was great. I know a lot of people don't, aren't aware of this, but Baru actually, um, it's Baru White Sun, and she's part of a group, White Suns, um, who work to free slaves on Tatooine. Um, and that's how she got connected with Shmi. Um, because when Padme sent, Padme wanted to, after her reign as queen, go to Tatooine and free as many slaves as she could. She wanted to try to end slavery there. She ended up becoming a senator, so she sent Sabe there to do it. 
and Sabe's first goal was to find Shmi and get her out. Well, she found where Shmi lives, and there was a white sun carved in the doorway, and she couldn't find Shmi. Mm. And the white sun is from the White Suns group, uh, which is Baru White Sun, uh, who's working to end slavery on Tatooine. And between her and Shmi, they come up with a device to find the chips in the slaves uh, and disable them. And they were having some trouble with the technology. So she hooked up with Sabe and Tanra and they used their connections to enhance the technology and give it back to Baru to continue her work freeing slaves as Sabe and Tanra also worked to free slaves on Tatooine. Was this in a book or comic books? Um, it's in Queen's Hope specifically, um, but I know there's apparently some other uh, canon legends of Baru uh, working to free slaves. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you followed all that. <laughs> that was a lot. But I'm glad somebody uh, knows the books because that helps. People are going to yeah. a question. Yeah, so I really liked being able to see like that side of Baru. Uh, in the show because like we don't really know a whole lot about her she hardly has like two words in the prequels and she's around for a very short time in the original trilogy um so it was nice to see that like really tough strong character that she has um but the idea of how hard they fought makes me wonder how hard they fought in a new hope when the stormtroopers came yeah that's a good point I mean, obviously, I'm sure George didn't think think about all that stuff, but no, no, of course yeah. not. But <laughs> but I mean, and I loved Uncle Owen even more after this. I mean, seeing these episodes, he was gruff, but he was tough, and he was yeah. a protector, and he didn't back down. And yeah. you know, yeah. I, I I like him more after seeing this. I thought they had a nice dimension to him too. He's yeah. very he's very hard and angry, but I feel like he does have a reason to to be. And you get a little more insight into him where he's not just like a cranky old man, um, which is kind of how he appears in A New Hope. Um, yeah, when, when he said, hey, you want to meet him? I mean, that yeah, kind of that's put a little gross. crack into that <laughs> whole facade that he has as a gruff. And also, firm. he is my own. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because he genuinely loved him and cared about him, you know? Which is also really big because Owen did not want children. So he didn't want to take in Luke. Um, so it's really cool to see that, like, he, he has, like, accepted that and, like, taken Luke in and, like, is really raising him as his own. Yeah, for sure. What else did you want to talk about, David? So, yeah, there was some big news that dropped yesterday. Um, I texted the group about it, about Taika Waititi. There was an article on uh, Slash Film uh, that Bestman Bulletin picked up, and they said that he was going to direct some episodes or an episode of Mandalorian Season 3. I saw that, yeah. But then... A couple hours later, Bestman Bulletin updated their article and said, well, hey, look, um, Slashfilm has quietly edited their article 
And they're no longer saying he's directing episodes of Mandalorian season three. He's actually in the Mandalorian season three. So that all tells us pretty much that, I mean, it's kind of obvious that he's going to be back as an IG droid. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, he was one of the standouts for Mandalorian season one. He's a great director, great artistic mind. That whole sequence between the two scout troopers in the very last episode of Mandalorian season one between Sudeikis and the other scout trooper was hilarious. Uh, A lot of people connected with that. And to know that he's going to direct the next Star Wars film that's hopefully going to release in December 2023 might be very heavily dialogue driven, which is fine by me. If it's hilarious, just like that interaction between those two scouts, I would love to see that, which would help them with not having to do a lot of posts on CGI because there's a very, very small window of time for them to shoot this movie, do the post and then release it in December. So yeah, that's that's a big thing. And there's another really big spoiler out there on the net about what Taika is going to be doing in Mandalorian season three. It looks like I, Craig already knows it, but we were on Patreon last night for Patreon Daily. And if you don't know, uh, you know now. So if you look at the ticker, we're releasing Patreon content every single day. James and I spoke about it. And if you want to find out, uh, what James and I talked about, of course, you can join our Patreon and find out for the daily episode for and yesterday. It, I mean, I I think it could be really cool what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about it. Did you hear the rumor, Ray? No. Because we, uh, we don't want to spoil it, but it was... It could be really cool. Anything involving Taika, I'm excited for. He's very funny. I love his voice. <laughs> I mean... I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, him to be in Mandalorian, and I'm excited for uh, his film to come out. Yeah, the logo alone, when they dropped it for for his project, it's like, okay, it, it's going to be in Taika's wheelhouse. It's going to be something a little out there, a little funny. Because, I mean, he's the, he's the guy that pretty much reinvigorated the whole Thor franchise. If it wasn't for yes. him, I mean, where would Chris Hemsworth's talents really be on showcase i mean the ghostbusters movie i mean chris hemsworth is a super like funny comedic actor and taika really brought it out of him in ragnarok and of course thor 11 thunder is about to drop we're gonna we're assumed that we're getting more of the same more of those comedic elements and like taika's flavor and style and his his sensibilities i think are really what star wars can use i think at this point and we got a taste of it like i said in mandalorian so I'm super excited for him to show up. And of course, he was IG-11. I mean... I loved it, IG-11. Yeah, I loved him too. I mean, his fighting style, I talked about it on Patreon. Yeah. Flying in there with, with Grogu on the speeder bike. Oh. It, it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was super cool the way they wound up making his character move around and fight and the head would spin and the body would turn and he would shoot it all different. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, super talented guy. I'm just glad he's he's Team Star Wars. He's on the team. He's in the family. So he's in the Disney family with, with Marvel and Star Wars. Hopefully it all kind of works out in the end and he kind of never leaves us. Hopefully, if that film that comes out is incredible, well-received, hopefully he can do a trilogy. I mean, I think that'd be cool. And there was another Patreon episode. I don't know if you'll agree with this, Craig, but 
James and I were doing a Patreon daily. Don't episode. say it. <laughs> don't say it. Don't. So don't, don't let him say it. So we all know Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Was, <laughs> we all know he was promised that trilogy. But what if Taika? I'm not, I'm not listening. What if Taika and Ryan Johnson teamed up and did a co-directed trilogy between the two? No. No. I don't want anyone. I mean, worlds collide right there. I don't want Ryan Johnson near Star Wars ever again. (laughs) It is unforgivable what he did to Luke. I will never let it go. Because, look, hear me out. They're both super, super busy. So Taika has, like, a TV show coming out. He's doing press for Lightyear. Um, he's got he's got other things happening. He's super busy. So same thing with Ryan Johnson. He's doing a lot of stuff too. So maybe if you can like circumvent all the time that they don't have and like just come back around and be like, hey, we know you, you two are busy. Just work together on something. I don't know. Great. I don't know if that would work because Tyga's got like a quirky humor. Well, I mean, because Taika like, did work with other creators on The Mandalorian. True, true. But Ryan Johnson, I've only seen his work in uh, The Last Jedi. But he's got a very different tone than Taika's quirkiness. I, yeah, the problem I always have with the Ryan Johnson trilogy is that everything's supposed to be brand new. Brand new planets, brand new characters. Where is he going to find the time to create all this stuff? I mean, you, you're going to need a lot of help. And I think Taika is a brilliant mind and could help create a lot of stuff and could help direct it all. I don't know. You Just kind of spitballing. Down, you put me down as hell no. <laughs> and I will die on that fence because I am not a Ryan Johnson fan. If you guys are, that's fine for you. But I hated that movie. And <laughs> David knows it. That's why he brings it up episode just to get me <laughs> I'm Craig sorry did you, say, did you say die on that fence yeah isn't that the isn't there a term like that no it's you're on the fence and making a, deci- a decision or you die on that hill <laughs> you see how upset Ryan Johnson <laughs> I can't even think clearly oh yeah. shoot what is that called there's a word for mixing idioms like that and I can't remember what it is Clark Griswoldism I don't know <laughs> oh but like running at the top of your lungs mm. kind of a thing. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Burn my dust, eat my rubber. Yeah. Die on the fence to keep <laughs> Ryan Johnson out of Star Wars. Yeah. So RFB is telling us that there's a lot of Ahsoka chatter. So that makes sense because they're shooting Ahsoka right now. And there's probably people with like bazooka lenses outside like trying to mm-hmm. capture stuff. So I haven't heard anything about Ahsoka really, but I'm excited. What do you guys think about Ahsoka? Do you think we'll see Anakin in a flashback? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's confirmed he's going to be in it. Yeah. So and we what, might get those flashbacks. Who knows? Let's hope yeah. they de-age him this time. <laughs> I don't I have a problem with that. I, mean, I didn't either. Fine. I saw it and I was like, ooh, people will have a problem with this. I don't <laughs> care. I got to see Hayden Christensen as a Padawan again, and that was cool. Could have done without the rat tail. I will, I will see that's a hill I will die on. I hate die on, or hate a fence. that rat tail. Die on the fence with me. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, uh, both, both the one I in the back cool. and on the side of the head. They're both horrible. 
listen, on a scale of one to 10, like, did it bother me much? No, like maybe like a three or a four out of 10 that they didn't need the age. It didn't bother me that much, but it would have been nicer if they, if he did. Cause I think he did look a little old there. But see, the thing is we all know he's older. So it's like, it shouldn't, I don't know. That's just me. I mean, it's not a big deal to me. It would be terribly hard for them to do. Yeah. So that's true. Maybe someone will deep fake it and they'll hire them. They probably could have. What happened to the deep fake guy? He couldn't de age. He could deep fake, not de age. He was busy on the book of Boba Fett, Craig. I mean, come on, man. Don't overwork the guy. Book of Boba Fett, man. That was really. Quite a disaster, wasn't it? All right, moving on. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the big news that's happening on Monday. If you're listening to us on Monday, you should be able to go out to your uh, music catcher there and download the Obi-Wan Kenobi soundtrack. The Obi-Wan theme was created by John Williams, composed by Natalie Holt. So I know there was a lot of talk about the score being kind of understated, a little muted, but uh, apparently they're still going to um, release what what was in the show. And I think it's going to be interesting. Here's here's a set list of everything that they, all the all the score, the entirety of, of the show. I love how number two is Order 66. Thanks. <laughs> hey, so, Ray, do you remember when uh, episode one came out, the back of the CD cover. Like it said, the one of the tracks was uh, "Funeral for a Friend." <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Dennis had the movie spoiled before it even came out. <laughs> Rip! <laughs> oh, isn't that horrible? It was like "Funeral for a Friend." It was like, oh, he's like, don't what? He's like, don't look at the CD. Why would you do that? It was crazy. Yeah, it, it. I don't think it was funeral for a friend. It was like Qui Gon's last stand or something like that. Something like that. Where, Even I mean, better. Yeah, it told you like Qui Gon was gets... not going to survive. <laughs> Which, yeah, that, that was a big mistake. Whatever it but... was, whatever track it was, it was. It the was. The track was. Oh, yeah. look at that! I've been impaled. <laughs> and I'll tell you what happened to my. I'll, I'll tell you a, a funny story that happened to me. Oh, it was Qui Gon's noble end. I just remembered it. All right, Qui Gon. So, all right, so. Uh, I had bought some of the episode two figures that came out, uh, the movie figures, right when they came out. And I say some, like, look at the wall behind me. I had, <laughs> I had opened one, Qui-Gon Noble then. Yeah. I opened the Anakin, and as soon as I opened him out of the package, his arm fell off in half. <gasps> and I'm like, what the heck happened to the... <laughs> 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 the arm had a little magnet on there. Yeah. So he was like cut off. It was the yeah. one that came with the two lightsabers. So that got spoiled for me. And for my brother, he was looking at the figures, uh, the episode three figures when they came out, and the there was a general grievous that exploded. And he accidentally looked at that one. And so he saw that he get that general grievous explodes. So they really put out some spoilers. Yeah, yeah. It was the infancy of the internet at the time, too. So pe people, yeah. So now like the, hardcore fans like us. The track spoiled. out after, so we don't see the names of them. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be the, the best 
course of action there for that type of marketing. But yeah, it happened, and it's it's funny we all laugh about it now. And and but I mean, guess what? He lives, kinda. So. Hey, guess what? I survived. <laughs> yeah, somehow Qui Gon survived. So we we talked about this rumor a while back about this kind of list that leaked on the internet of showtimes for movie theaters not in the united states and it was this on a canadian website and apparently we we just kind of shrugged it off as like yeah someone just photoshopped it but apparently it happened it actually happened deborah chow hayden christensen a bunch of 501st were at a screening of i believe the finale or the whole like a marathon showing of obi-wan kenobi and, uh, of course, Deborah Chow and Hayden Christensen are Canadian. So they did this in Toronto. And here's a picture, if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, of them at their red carpet in Toronto. And they did a live Q&A just like that picture image that we saw was was leaked. And, uh, yeah, they answered questions for the audience in person. And they didn't just only do this in Canada. They also did it in Australia. And I believe they did the Australia one first, and then they flew wow. to Toronto. I wonder if somebody recorded the question and answers. There may have been some. I'm pretty sure. It, it just probably hasn't been uploaded yet. Or maybe it's uploaded now if you want to go out and check, depending on when you're listening to us. So Yeah, I'd love to see what they have to say because, you know, there's some there's those gray areas that I'd love to sit down with the, or hear the writer talk about, like those things where it's like, did you feel like Anakin was dead in that moment? Or, you know what I mean? I'd love to know if Hayden separates Anakin and Vader, or if it's more the same character but evolved or devolved, how you, however you look at it. That would be a good question. Yeah. Or I wonder what George thinks he, about it, too. Somebody yeah. get me Hayden's number. I have a question for him. <laughs> yeah, after the show, I'll just invite him to the podcast and see what happens. So, Where is George? Why doesn't he talk about this stuff anymore? He's busy with his museum in Los Angeles. He's trying Nobody to get cares. that final. Him, George. <laughs> Nobody cares about your museum. <laughs> get on the episode and let's talk turkey, man. I want to know. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely invite him. So yeah, Hayden was also on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and uh... this is my buddy Preacher on Friday night. Really, Preacher Lawson. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, cool. I've known That's him awesome. for probably 10 years. He's, you know, I do uh, open my comedy night and he used to come out there every single Sunday and then he went up being in America's Got Talent. Oh, nice. Nice. That's really cool. So, yeah, um, he talked, uh, Hayden talked about the fact that he sweats buckets in the costume. Yeah. In oh, the no. <laughs> but uh, technology does help because there's a uh, undercomponent to, the suit he wears where they attach it to a hose and they run cooling liquid to cool his body down. That's I not heard. as bad as the 70s, 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, did, could they not get a cooling vest and fans in the helmet? <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I didn't realize they did that either, David. I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Yeah, and I mentioned on our Patreon podcast last night that the first time I ever heard of that was from an ex-Dallas Cowboy player. He invented, he came up with the whole business where he sold it to the NFL for players to have it underneath their shoulder pads. It's built into the shoulder pads and the uh, the rib protector area and the chest part. 
you hook up to a hose and it shoots out cool, like hyper cooled air into it and it can cool down the players. So that was yeah. the first time I ever heard of it. It was like that mid nineties is when I, I feel heard like that. they used that on the Marvel film. I feel like I remember hearing about that for um, maybe Iron Man. I don't think Robert Downey was ever in that suit, though, was he? <laughs> I don't think so, either. I don't think he ever was. Uh, David, I don't, know. I don't remember. Cool stuff on the Patreon episodes. Is that is that what's happening here? Say that again, Craig? That you talk about all the cool stuff on the Patreon episodes. How do people watch? How do people get the Patreon episodes? Well, if you look at the ticker down at the bottom, if you go to the Patreon.com website and search up Star Wars Stuff Podcast, you don't necessarily have to type in the whole Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187, but you can search that way as well. You can find us there. You can subscribe. Uh, We are going to change our tiers here shortly. Um, But yeah, I mean, as soon as like big news or bleeding edge news drops, we usually talk about it because we're dropping content daily. It's either... Me and James, me and Colin, me, James, and Colin, me and Carl sometimes, me and Craig, hopefully, in the future. Uh, but yeah, anyone on the podcast, I, I usually just send out a mass invite to see who can join because all of our schedules are crazy. But yeah, we're all kind of keeping up with Star Wars. I'm definitely trying to keep up with the bleeding edge. Every single piece of news that drops, we're going to talk about it that day on Patreon. So if you want to hear about it from us, join up, and um, we'd love to have you. Yep. He, David puts out a lot of content and uh, he's really committed to that Patreon supporter. So. And if you join our Patreon, you can join our Discord server. Yes, Ray is uh, helping head that up, uh, the new uh, revamped Discord. And um, yeah, th- there's a lot of people jumping in that. And there's so many like aspects of the podcast now we have patreon then we have instagram and facebook and twitch and youtube and twitter and, and twitter <laughs> i'm forgetting stuff um yeah and then discord is another kind of faction of our community where everyone on patreon can talk to each other and uh talk about different things and share ideas and it's awesome and of course it never shuts down it's 24 7 so I've sometimes I get on there at 2 a.m. and I'll type something and someone responds and I'm like, oh, my God, you're still awake. But of course, time zones. Yeah. Yeah. Time zones. You, you can hear our podcast everywhere in the world. Pretty much that you have an Internet connection. And you know what? If, it would be great if you guys listening would leave a review. Yeah. Only if you have something positive to say, though. <laughs> Rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, share it with a friend. Yeah, definitely. For five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a review, that helps out a lot. Um, But yeah, I just want to really thank everyone that listens and shares the podcast because without you, we wouldn't be at the level we are. Um, And rankings-wise, too. Uh, Ray showed me how to look at the rankings on on Apple Podcasts, and we were all kind of blown away. We are like, What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we are the, we're we consistently are yeah we're, we're consistently we are ranked in the top 200 uh apple's top 200 tv and film podcasts so we bounce around a bit but i mean we're ranked which is kind of insane yeah that's pretty awesome yeah it's and it's it's all because of the listeners everyone that listens to the podcast and especially when you write a review give us five stars even on spotify you can do stars on spotify you can't do reviews yet 
but yeah, that that helps a whole lot. And that's how the podcast gets out, boosts yeah. us in the algorithm and all that. And at the very beginning, four years ago, that was one of my big goals to be a highly ranked Apple podcast. And we got there, guys. I mean, it's it's an incredible thing. It's very, very surreal, very unreal. But yeah, I did want to read a couple of listener emails here and I'll bring them up here. And I'll say that we've kind of been a little, uh, we've neglected a little bit of, I've responded to most of them, but I mean, we get so many emails from so many different people and corporations. And just recently we had, it was funny because. Princesses will leave us alone. (laughs) We have. I did respond to them. They, They offered me like, couple of chickens and bank accounts across the world if you send me your social security number i got two thousand diamonds with your name on it yeah yeah the diamond mines in africa that's an old one yeah so yeah especially like people like maca he's he's an awesome patron we met at star wars celebration he tapped me on the shoulder and he's like hey i'm like Hey, it's you. And he's like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> and it was an awesome interaction. I think that was one of the first I ever had with a, with a patron. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. And hopefully in London, there's going to be big news dropping. I posted it on our Facebook group. There's going to be news dropping this week about London, Celebration Europe, the XL Center. I don't know what it is. I just saw it a few hours ago. So hopefully Craig might be there. I don't know. You get to meet Craig possibly. I don't know. I, I I originally I was thinking no, but now I'm thinking maybe. Right, because I mean you got to think about it. It's going to take place in London. That's where they shot and you hope the original trilogy. There's a lot of ties to original Star Wars there, and of course, I mean, not too far away from Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. he might be there. That'd be an autograph photo op I'd want to do. If he decided to do that. You, you know, one of the big problems, David, is that they don't announce the guests until a couple weeks out. And it just doesn't seem fair to, like, the fans to, like, plan this big, huge trip. And then you may get nobody there that you really want to see. And then you don't get any panels that you want to get in. And it's, like, you know, frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything really until right beforehand. Yeah, that that is frustrating. I don't know what their rhyme or reason is for that. Really, I mean, sometimes it's hard to book a guest. It's, I mean, it's it's kind of just one of those things. We spoke with Bob Wills, who's who's the owner of Celebrity Fan Fest and the superhero car show and Comic Con that's happening in San Antonio. Which I hope I'll be there and hopefully get to meet you and again and possibly Rupert Friend and a few other Star Wars connections, but. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. And I often do wonder about that too. It's like how do these celebrities, how do these big time celebrities come to the conclusion that they're gonna be in that environment? And Money. I, well, I mean <laughs> so it was a shocking thing for me for Ewan McGregor to reach his hand out and shake my hand. And I'm like, Whoa, it's like you don't know me. I mean, I can be anyone. It's like, wow, he's he's that friendly. And then he like gave me a hug and I'm like, What? Is this real life? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I was younger, it would be more shocking. I'm older now, and I've seen more celebrities and done a few more things. But I don't, I mean, 
it was it was an incredible experience. And of course, he's going to be back in San Antonio, and hopefully, I see that same thing. Um, David guaranteed but- that he will secure us an interview. He guaranteed it, <laughs> but he said for Patreon members only. So, mm, gotta sign up. That that hey, might be a, hey. a good idea. Don't don't get their hopes up and then leave <laughs> us with the downfall when it doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> if it happens, amazing. But I don't want to upset people being like, "You promised me an interview." I know, David. You shouldn't have made that guarantee. I- <laughs> yeah, shame on me. <laughs> but I, but you know what, Ewan McGregor, I think is a nice enough guy to grant something like that. So I don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility. It'd be more of an availability thing, I would think. And see, so San Antonio is notoriously known. (laughs) So my area, that's essentially where I live. I live in the San Antonio area. They're notoriously known for not having a lot of media outlets. We're not like a New York or a Chicago or L.A. where there's so many different media outlets. So maybe there could be a slot for me in there. I don't know. Well, maybe Bob can help you out. Possibly. Got to ask him. The only way to find out is for him to say, what are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah, and that's a perfect segue, Craig, to the to the next thing I'm about to talk about. So I was in between doing things. I'll say that. I was taking a break from reality for a second. And I get an email. And I got an email from one of our listeners. And I know I shocked him because... He asked, he's like, hey, can we like meet up and just like talk for a little bit? And I said, yeah, sure. Let's meet up. Let's uh, I'll send you a link. And we can... that, what happened here? <laughs> so we got a listener email and he specifically said, hey, I want to meet up with you guys. And I said, OK, sure. Let's meet up. And he's like, when? I said, right now, let's meet up. So we got on StreamYard together. And we had a conversation and I spoke to the guy and he said, yeah, I'm a listener of the podcast. And he's like. I'm just, I can't believe we're just talking right now. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, we're Star Wars fans. We can just talk. And um, yeah, he let me know. His name is Zach from Michigan. And he's Michigan! about, yeah, another, I mean, what's the deal with Star Wars in Michigan? I don't know. Is that where you're from, right? Yeah. We're super cool up here. So yeah, we By spoke. cool, uh... I mean cold. <laughs> so yeah, we spoke for a little bit. I think we spoke for about 30 minutes or so about his Star Wars story and just, just kind of hung out a little bit. It was before one of our Patreon podcasts, I think. So I had a little bit of time. And yeah, I mean, it was a cool thing. He talked about his experiences in his life and his Star Wars life and how he listened to the podcast. And I think he, I I hope I'm not crossing all the stories here because I, I've read a lot of emails recently. But I think our our podcast is really helping a lot of, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything or not be humble here, but Having the podcast, I think, has reaffirmed people's Star Wars fandom and helped a lot of people um, go through bad times and difficult spots in their life. And That's why you should stop bringing up The Last Jedi. <laughs> because we're trying to get... We were having a sentimental together. moment, and you just had to ruin it, didn't you? <laughs> I'm a comedian. I can't help it. So, so yeah, I mean, I so I always think to myself, I don't do this podcast. I do this podcast so people can listen to it, but I also do it for myself. I do it for the 2012 version of me. 
when Disney bought Lucasfilm and I had just found out about podcasts a few few years prior and I jumped on all the pod apps. I'm like, okay, someone's got to be talking about this. Someone's got it. No one was really talking about it. And I'm like, how can this be? There's like such a huge void. We're talking about Star Wars. And then, of course, years later, I meet James at a Force Friday at Target. And the rest is history. And, of course, Craig, if you don't know, if you're watching Craig here for the first time, he was the one that introduced me to Colin in line at Celebration in 2017 in Orlando. So, yeah. That's why Craig has a special place. A lot of hate mail now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, us Star Wars fans, like, coming together, being our own kind of community and setting this all up. um, It's just awesome. It seems, so it seems what I'm hearing is send more emails. Yeah, send more emails, definitely, like Ray said. Um, I know we're kind of running out of time here uh, to talk about some of them. I'll probably read one here coming up real quick. But yeah, definitely, we always put up at the very end of the show, StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, if you want to tell your story, let us know. Also, let us know if we can talk about it, if we can say your name on the podcast. Because this podcast goes out everywhere, all over the world. Anyone can listen to it. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up one of these emails here and talk about it. I'm going to bring it up here. There's there's a bunch. Um, so, I think it's this one right here. Um, so, this is from Alex Neely. And he wrote to us back in on May 3rd, right before Star Wars Day. And this Please is what he said. Tell me you replied and you didn't wait until now to reply. So my reply was, it's in here somewhere. I replied to him on May 5th. Revenge okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, please don't tell me you're that backlogged. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I, I pretty much replied to mostly everyone, I think. I mean, like I said, we get a lot of random stuff from a lot of random places so that's kind of the tough thing but i'll I'll read his email here i, I believe he said i could uh, read everything that he wrote but uh yeah he said of course um i said okay to read the answer on the podcast live he said yes of course you can you can go for it uh, so this is what he re- uh, initially wrote he said hey i know you probably won't see this but i wanted to say thanks for making this i'm in middle school and I'm a huge Star Wars nerd and proud of it. I grew up with the Clone Wars and didn't see the original trilogy until I was 10. Thanks so much. I have some questions about your favorite stuff. Who is your favorite clone trooper commander? What is your favorite Clone Wars episode? I know that sounds stupid, but I made a Star Wars RPG like D&D where I tell everyone what is happening. I also know way too much about the Star Wars technology and have designed my own starships. Also, what is your favorite Claudia Gray book? So thank you very much for that email, Alex. There's a lot of questions in there. Who's Star your favorite Wars clone D&D. trooper commander? I want to play. Yeah, I've. I want to do Star people, Wars D and D. Listen, yes. Or there are a lot of men that would be very happy if you played <laughs> Star Wars D and D. You'd be the first woman doing it. I'd love to play. Star I don't D&D. think that's true, Craig. I think there's a lot I'm of women. I'm kidding, playing. David. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Greg. She'd be the third. Everybody knows there'd be two. 
Yeah, so I've done some 501st troops at comic book shops, and they do have like the very detailed ships of for those Star Wars role playing games, and they're awesome. And I don't know anyone locally that that plays. I would I would love to get a game going. And I'd recently, love to get a D and D game going. Just I would love to do regular that too. D and D. I mean, but Star Wars D and D, yes. Yeah, that's that'd be awesome. I just don't know anyone local to me. It's it's just one of those things. Sorry so, to derail that email, but uh, I got a little distracted at Star Wars D&D. Continue. What was the rest of it? Who is your favorite clone, clone commander? Boy, that's... Gotta a- be honest, all the clones kind of blur together for me. I mean, for I guess it's gotta be Rex for me. I mean, I feel like that's kind of vanilla, but... So... I know Gree has an interesting story, and I love his his camo armor as well. Um, but I have a I, I have a friend I don't talk to as much anymore. He's kind of isolated himself. He actually became a cop, um, and he's got a he's got a tattoo of Commander Gree on his on his shoulder. That's how much he loves Gree. Um, but yeah, uh, he also asked what what's your favorite Clone Wars episode, Ray. I have no idea. Mine is, uh, I think it's, wait a minute. I always get them confused. Well, it's from the Ahsoka. The Terrace Anube episode? No, the, it's one of the, it's the one where she fights Maul in, in. Season seven? Season seven. Was it, is it called Shattered? I Possibly. can't remember, but it's the one where she fights him. And that duel is just incredible. Yeah, I want to say I, I I agree with that. The season seven stuff that we got was incredible. It, it had the benefit of newer technology, uh, but in animation style. But I mean, yeah, that that season seven was incredible. We as a podcast were watching that episode to episode and doing our review. So if you go back in our archive, you can listen to all that stuff. You find the release dates. We're talking about it the next day. So if I had to. I do- episode would be the one with Savage Press and Maul fighting Palpatine. That one was pretty awesome. Or the one where Maul fights uh, uh, Pre-Vizsla? Yes. Those three with are the my- Darksaber, yeah. Yeah. That episode with the Darksaber is sick. Darksaber stuff is always really rad for me. I, I love the whole story behind the Darksaber. Um, but Alex did follow up with a second email. Um he said, where's the answer to my first email? <laughs> <laughs> so I responded. He said, of course, he, he said, hey, I know you probably won't see this. And I res- responded with, we saw this. Okay. Okay to read the answer on the podcast live. And he responded with, of course, you guys are the only reason I survived the heck known as a middle school. Also, I have a few more questions for you. How do you feel about probably never seeing clone troopers again in Star Wars? Wasn't true. We got to see well, yeah, him. We saw him a couple weeks. We saw him. We're coming back. <laughs> so he says, "Me personally, it's like the end of my Star Wars." So wasn't then for Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but I will always have a place in my heart for Star Wars. Also, I know this is about the dumbest and nerdiest thing ever, Not but possible. I can rant about my game and Star Wars forever. So I want, if you want, I am happy to send more questions. Also, you guess. Or it says, I think he also, he meant to type. Also, you guys are kind of my heroes. Thank you so much. I'm going to shut up now. So, Alex, never shut up. Ask us questions. Send us emails. That was awesome. 
there's a there's a few more emails kind of like that and we're kind of running out of time here but yeah thank you so much to the listener community you you guys have been i think feel fuel for us to continue to do what we're doing and to expand on the podcast and do more and um, just thank you so much and now that you know it's going to be a little bit before we have another show i mean star wars show uh maybe you guys can give us topics or things that you'd like to see us talk about till Andor gets here definitely definitely that's that's probably gonna be a huge part of the show as we wait for Andor reading listener emails and and questions and we also have voicemails so you can leave a voicemail on anchor.com for us I'm gonna and... do I'm gonna leave you <laughs> oh no hi David where are you I still think we should do uh like a Q&A or an AMA where we just answer a bunch of questions. Yeah, for sure. We can do that. Um, I know no. there's going to be some downtime. <laughs> Say again, Craig? My question will be, Craig, what's wrong with you? And I'll be like, I don't know. That was Craig for five. <laughs> so before we leave, I'll play the last voicemail that we got on Anchor here. So here we go. It's about 53 seconds long. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I'm Tyler. Yeah, that was my uh, audition for to be on the podcast. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, literally, you guys are amazing. Uh, I love listening to your podcast. Uh, it just brightens my day. It makes the day awesome. It's just, it's every, every time I look back on the day when I listen to you guys, I'm like, that was the high from the day. Um, yeah, you guys are great. Um, I used to be a, I was a Star Wars fan, but I became such a huge Star Wars fan because of you guys uh, when I started listening to your podcast. Uh, seriously, you guys are amazing. Um, I'm probably going to join the Patreon, um, and I really want to go to a celebration and uh, meet you guys. That would be, that would be really, really cool. You guys are like icons now. So <laughs> anyways, you guys are great. See ya. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you paid that guy for, <laughs> David, but it was worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, we get stuff like that from from our listeners, and yeah, it's that's that's so awesome. Yeah, I, I don't have words for that. It's truly incredible what what the community is and um, our love for Star Wars, and yeah. Well, I love that. Cool. I love it so much. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for uh, this episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Um, anyone else got anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, I I think we covered a lot today. Nothing over here? All right. So this will this was a great one, guys. I'm 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 happy that I could kind of address all the the listener stuff finally and and kind of fit it into an episode. I know we're all kind of trying to get all these topics in, but um, like Craig and Ray mentioned, there's going to be a little bit of a downtime. So we'll probably do at least one or two emails, voicemails uh, throughout the course of the summer here and uh, up until and or releases on August 31st. So for Ray, Craig, my name's David and may the force be with you. Always.